Last we left off, our party of four, Littlebird, Ivani, Kari, and Kalanthia, had met up in the Gripply town of Basinth. They exchanged words over some wolf jerky that had been made from the wolves slain but a few days ago. The party had also re-encountered Eric, the halfling cartographer that Littlebird and Ivani met while sailing to Tria. showed them a magic book, and Ivani gained knowledge of the cantrip Chill Touch, much to his dismay. Eren had been holding on to this book for a mysterious stranger he met on the road. On closer inspection, it became apparent that the book was actually a grimoire, a book of power that would grant the user instantaneous knowledge and use of a spell. The party also chatted with Bree, the barmaid at the Drunken Boulder where they had been staying, and gained information on something about the merchants that were extorting the town and was given a piece of cloth with a symbol of a hand with blue flames. The party met with the merchants and helped them with some less than savoury merchandise for safe passage into the black market. While in the black market they encountered the Tabaxi Twelve Distant Howls, who apparently had presents for Little Bird, and after exchanging these presents for gold, she promptly kicked the group out of her house. And that is where we will return. My name is Ashley, and I play Lobard. Hi, my name is Bree, and I will be playing Kyrie. Hi, I am Nyx, and I'll be playing Ovani. And I'm the kind of easily enough DM, Rob. And welcome to the homebrew. As uh, you leave Five's house, you make your way through some of the dingy back alleys. You can see like a couple of people laying on the floor asleep in the mud. There's like ragged cloths kind of draped between buildings that some of them have got bits of rubble on, or some of them are just almost look like they were put out to dry ages ago and just forgot about and has now became a part of the scenery. But the closer to the uh, the centre of the black market you get, the less uh, obvious this kind of stuff is. It seems to be all that kind of stuff was like tucked in the back. Um, but as you come into like the big open area where the black market is, and you see all the the lights again, and you hear the chatter of people, one market catches your eye uh, just across from where you are. And you can see it's got like a old wood kind of propped up in like a market stall thing attached to the back of a house. Um, that's like got a faint blue glow to it almost to try and like lure you in. And on closer inspection you can actually see uh, the same symbol of the hand that you received on the cloth from the barmaid. Kind of small but you know evident enough etched into one of the uh, the pillars of wood. Mm, right. So, um, yeah, I go back to the other two. Well, like, I guess they might have been walking with me, but I, I say to them, I, I found the symbol. It's right over there. I sort of point to it. Any idea what we might find in this shop? Uh, right. Uh, I will take... We'll try to take the little napkin with the symbol out of Ovani's hands here. 
I didn't really get a, like a good enough look at this before. Where where are you seeing this symbol? Is that a question to me or to Ivani? Both, because okay, Ivani would have seen this symbol um, where you guys are now, maybe like three stalls down, kind of small, maybe like um, fifty pence piece sized, uh, scratched into the side of a um, wooden strut holding up the roof of a little market. And it is was it near a shop or was it like yeah, in the it was, shop? It was scratched onto the um, pillar supporting the roof of the shop. Like, oh, okay. I don't know how to explain it. It's like a house. Uh, you know how you have conservatories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but imagine no windows. Instead, it's just like wooden struts holding it up. Mm. And then the walls are... Uh, where the glass would be is like a veil of shimmering blue. Very dull blue, but like upon closer inspection, it does slightly shimmer. And uh, this shop, would I know what it sells if I look at it? You can't see inside when you look in it. All you can see is the shimmering blue. Hmm. So, from what I can pick up, the barkeep said that this napkin is related to those those people who came into town and have taken us here. So maybe it's their own hideout in the black market, I can assume. Or it could be who they work for. Regardless, we've been scammed. Bird took my money and spent it, so I need Sorry. it back. Anyone with me? Uh, I'm just going to say telepathically, uh, you saved my life, so I owe you. So I'm with you. I'm not too fond myself be uh, of getting into too much trouble, but I think it's appropriate this time. So I would take initiative and walk towards the building. Gonna, uh, I just want to say I'm going to follow, like, maybe four foot behind Kyrie. Uh, yep. And keep a hand on. Oh, I guess a, a hand on my compassion. Yeah. Is that like uh, on your side now, or are you just kind of clutching it? I think I would replace it, my short sword, with it. Um, okay. And have like it, you know, sheathed at my side, or as sheathed as I could. Yeah. So I'm just ready. Oh, uh, I'm I'm still playing on my shim uh, shamisen. Oh, you're, <laughs> still you're still playing your shamisen. Yeah, the, the entire time. Yep. Trying to cal calm down my own nerves because, yeah, in session one we uh, did have a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of an <laughs> encounter. Yeah. Yeah. As you approach this shimmering blue, Ivani for the second time, uh, the rest of you for the first time, you can't see anything, but you hear like shuffling on the other side of it, like someone is shuffling around on the inside looking for something. Who goes there? Show yourself. I will not show myself for you. Who are you? What do you want? My name is Kyrie. I'm after a debt which was bestowed upon me for lies and deceit. That's the black market, baby. <laughs> Tell me one reason why I shouldn't come here and unveil yourself right now. You can't. I'm protected by magic. What? Are you are you insane? The walls—they're made of magic. 
I just like to try and walk in. Uh, okay, uh, take 1d4 damage. <laughs> and you get pushed nice. back. Whoa, right. Does he fall over, or just uh, Three damage? You get, like, actually pushed backwards and knocked on your ass, And, like, blue <laughs> static kind of goes around the area that you tried walking in on. And you hear him go, ah, I told you. <laughs> We're smart around here. Black market, baby. It'll get you. <laughs> I take it you like this person. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I do. <laughs> okay, um, different tactic. I take the napkin with the symbol and I show it to him. I sort of walk up and uh, hold it out to him and I, I say, Do you know this by chance? Do you, do you recognize this? Ah, you've been touched by him. Excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> you've been touched by him, haven't you? I suppose. You've seen this symbol before, haven't you? Specifically, you. One in the mask. I suppose. Um, so you, I'm not you, you sure do. if you're playing an idiot or if you actually are. I can tell you've been touched by him. I mean, if you wouldn't be so, so cryptic, then yes. Anyway, um, thank you for at least replying. Can you tell me more about this? The symbol means many things to many people. It means knowledge. It means wisdom. And it means power. Hmm, peculiar. Um, I would like to make a insight check. Yeah, roll the D5. To see if he's... Yeah, if he's uh, really saying what he meant, uh, what he means. Let's see. Oh, damn, that would be 18. He seems to be telling the truth. You have seen hmm. the symbol before. I guess uh, I turn around to the other two. Do you know what he means by all of this? Got a shrug, like, I don't fucking know. I can sense that he has touched you. Say, Recently, too. That I do not like the way he's wording this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Alright, then. <laughs> I'm just on the floor, dusting myself off. I'll be looking for a play, like, of course not. At least he doesn't even fight. He doesn't even fight. He doesn't even face me like a man. He's just sat by there. I need not face you like a man when what? he has blessed me with magic. What? What man? What are you looking for? The man. He, he holds many things. He aids many people. Big hand. So you're saying that this man, this life-size man is hiding inside your drawers. Larger inside... than life! <laughs> Many people worship him! Is there any? Is there anyone insane? Well, there's a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. Clearly is, but is there anyone sane? In our vicinity? Is there anybody... I am mentally sane! Ha... Shut up! 
<laughs> Not anywhere fucking near it. Unfortunately, when Bane blessed me with the knowledge to cast these walls, he took a part of my mind as payment for casting it a little too often. Now I hide and do business with Nerduels. I would just like to use lay on hands on myself to just bring myself back over to full HP. <laughs> yeah, alright. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Yeah, I'm leaving too. Well, he did give you the name. Yeah, he did. I, I do write that down in my notebook. That's I mean, are you not going to write that in your IRL notebook? <laughs> like... They're both the same, Sin. Oh! Is the name I... of the, the, the man... Is, is that his name? No! <laughs> the man. He referred to him yeah. as the man. And then he said when Bane had touched him. He was blessed with power. Okay. I get it, I understand. I was too busy dusting myself off on the floor to really give a shit. Um, right, I'm gonna start walking away. Probably just out of the black market. Lost of hope, I'm never gonna get the money back. As you're walking away, you hear him say, I won't <coughs> leave via the main exit unless you have a spare say. Hmm, a hundred and fifty gold. If you're looking for a way out, for a single gold piece, I can tell you. Can I, like, roll insight? Yeah. See if he's, like, oh, I've got minus one insight, this is gonna be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Roll a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> Not like 20. <laughs> Was it actually? Ooh. Sure Ooh. enough, he seems to be telling the truth. Okay. I'm gonna Single like gold piece. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump the little bit <laughs> for a gold piece in. Do uh, you have? I've got. Gold. <laughs> I've got gold. Gold. Okay. You got money. Okay. You got the gold piece at the I'm old gonna... man. <laughs> Just say telepathically, the Kyrie. Uh, are you sure? You've already spent enough of my money as it is. You might as well spend more. Gonna <laughs> shrug and flick a coin at the wall. Sure enough, you flick a coin at the wall, and the wall opens up for a brief second, <clears throat> uh, just in the area where the uh, coin was being flicked in from, and you can see a lot of candles lighting a uh, a room in the background, but you can't make a out any discerning features of the old man. And as soon as the coin passes through, just. <laughs> It closes again, and you hear for a moment just, and then you hear him like, "Yes, that's gold, all right." Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised the kind of things that happen here in in the black market. Right, but we paid you. The, the fee has been paid, and you see as a door in his house kind of slowly opens up. He goes quickly now. Enter the room. Kyrie, you go first. I believe in you. Are you insane? Did you see what happened to me last time? <laughs> there is no I wall here. It's just a you. door at the side that is uh, just a wooden door that is. I would just up. like to like walk through like. Do you know when you're like putting your foot in like a hot bath? Yeah, well you're like, you're, like <laughs> tapping around. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie's doing like with her arm. 
eventually walks through, stumbles in. Yeah, as you enter, it's just a dimly lit, like, corridor with uh, two doors. One is the door you entered, and the other is a big slabbed wooden door with a couple of runes carved into it. And at the end of the uh, hallway is a bookshelf with a lot of uh, rotted and musty books. Some of them have got burn marks on them and stuff. Are your books friends joining? Seen? You hear from the other side of the yeah, door. Yeah, follow. Are your friends coming or not? <laughs> I do follow. I would really hate for them to be robbed. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll follow. Yeah, um, as you all enter, the door <laughs> closes behind you. And you hear him go, Don't be alarmed! I have to keep out certain types in this hallway. Now, in front of you is a bookshelf. Simply slide the bookshelf to the left, and then forward, and it will reveal a tunnel to lead you out. I dug the tunnel with my own hands. Okay, That's a lie! I built the, my house on the side <laughs> of an old mining outcrop. Don't tell anyone! I slide the bookshelf to the right, not the left. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> okay. There's just a solid just wall behind it. Very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, listen okay. here, you fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I gave you very, very specific instructions! Now you have to give me another gold! <laughs> Why am I the only one who has to pay? Uh, no, no, I, I gave one of my gold pieces. Don't! <laughs> you see as a long, gnarled finger kind of comes out from underneath the doorframe and, like, scrapes it back, and you hear, like, a... Yes, that's gold! I, I would see that Avani <laughs> handed over a gold, meaning that I didn't have to hand over all my gold. <laughs> and I would be moderately enraged. Look, you you voluntarily gave it to Little Bird. Can which you is get fine. The fuck out of my hallway now! <laughs> no, 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 little man. You can sit in here and wait, wait here for Bane, the man, whoever the fuck it is. I've got matters to settle. Shut the fuck up. I've got matters to settle here. To the left and forward. <laughs> <laughs> little bird, I thought you you trusted Obani. Just get money from you. It's my money. It's fucking. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, okay. I, I slide the bookshelf to the left. Oh, we're all so stupid. And oh. I, I would like to check out the books themselves. Are they interesting? I would just push past and push it most, forward. <laughs> most of them are like old worn books with no discernible features. There's one on like the history of the Great Empire, which seems to be uh, mostly faded, apart from like a couple of pages that are saying like, oh, in... 1,000 blah blah blah, we won a war against a group of uh, lizard folk and stuff like that. It's just a general history book. Yeah, okay, I, I walk best. Okay, um, as you push the uh, bookshelf forward, you see uh, an incantation ring filled with runes start to glow and appear, and the bookshelf just <laughs> drops into the floor and reveals a big 
mining uh, cavern. Uh, if I can direct you all to my stream, I would like to show you what the cavern looks like. Y'all are here. <coughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So this is the bookshelf that's just dropped out. These aren't a... bookshelves, these are doorways. I turned them all to the right now. Um, <laughs> um, is it dark in there? Can we tell if it is dark or light? or? There's, there's a couple of torches which don't seem to be lit by fire. It's more like someone has trapped dancing lights within a small radius of a piece of wood. So there's, there's oh. a couple of areas that are like vaguely lit up, but the center of the room. Oh, in, in that in that up. case, I would, yeah, in in that case, I would like to cast dancing lights to further lighten the room. <laughs> yeah, easily enough. Foop, 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 foop. Five lights come out of your hand and illuminate the room that you're in at the moment. I just like the torch and um, bring out a torch Very from nice. explorer's pack and just light it. I'm just gonna scroll straight into the room. I was just gonna say, I was gonna say telepathically to the Perum, just like, how the fuck do we get out of here? Before you hear like a rumbling, and the bookshelf starts to raise up slowly, and you hear, There's an exit, I promise! <laughs> Great! <laughs> Where? Find okay, it. um. I don't leave my house! The door closes. Um, so, in the uh, I guess... itself, uh, apart mm. from the torches and now Ivani's dancing lights, which are illuminating the area, there's the uh, room that you're in itself seems quite damp. The floor's got a bit of water on it, water's dripping from the roof and causing a couple of puddles. There's moss growing along the walls and stuff. But you can see three, uh, like, Almost like holes that have been just broken through the wall. Uh, one of them's got a lot of moss that kind of wraps around into it. One of them seems to hit another wall as soon as you look at it. And the other one just seems to... You can see another light kind of shining into the hallway that it's looking at. I'd like to just walk into the room and like sort of peer my way into like the left hallway. Just to see if there's anything of use in there. Okay, so you peer into the... Uh, make a perception check. Okay. I would like to eat a beef jerky. 18. Sure enough, you eat a beef jerky. Um, <laughs> nice. It seems to be uh, unlit. And the moss continues all the way along the walls. Um, you can't actually see any... Wait, do you have dark vision? No. Oh, I would yeah, like you... to throw a torch in the middle of it. Yeah, you throw your torch in through this hallway here. It kind of arches and comes back down and lands in the doorway in a wet splash. And you kind of hear it fizzling and oh. going out. <laughs> <laughs> but from where the torch is thrown, you can see that all the walls are covered in like a damp moss. The floor is covered in it. it seems quite thick and spongy. As I see Kyrie throw a torch and fuck it. It's gonna roll my eyes, pull one out of my bag and light one and go for the top hallway. Okay. <laughs> just walk towards it and see what's up. The top hallway, um, it just seems to be a very short hallway. Um, you can see the entrance to another room in there. Um, the room seems lit. I'm gonna go in then. You're going uh, in on your own? I, whatever, sure. <laughs> uh, oh no, no, I, I follow the little birds. Okay. Make sure um, he's alive. 
you reach a small, long room. It looks like there's a couple of tables and such along here, a couple of rotted wooden chairs and stuff, and shelves on the wall. This looked like it'd be where they at. Hmm. Oh, um, I would purposefully um, move my own dancing lights with us so that yeah. we can see the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I'd assume as much. Uh, I'm going to double back and try and go down the right hallway and see what's down there as well. Yeah. Wanna get the some... right hallway just seems to be a long, dimly lit with actual torches. Um, they're not lit per se, but like they have embers on them, kind of just slightly illuminating around them. It just seems to be a long, snaking hallway. Torches seems promising. Maybe should maybe uh, we should follow that way. Dragon, push my way to the room. I, I would just like to follow them both, but slowly sludging in the water, just going. Ew, ew. Well, it's not as wet along here. It seems that the cavern is built kind of lopsided, so a lot of the water kind of flows into the the rooms on the left rather than the rooms on the right. Okay, I would just like to like skip between the puddles sort of thing like i yep. do not want to touch them <laughs> make it dexterity safe <laughs> I, I can if you want you fall Athletic. face first into a puddle um, <laughs> so you enter a rather large room this one looks to have a lot of rotted barrels and you can see a couple of like bugs crawling across on them eating at the rotten wood there's like old shovels where the wood's kind of falling apart, but the metal head on it seems okay, albeit a bit rusted. There's some pickaxes and stuff. Uh, on the left side of the room, there are, like, what looked to be a barrel of water that has since gone very, very stagnant and awful. Um, mm. And a barrel of rotted grains. Great. It Can we tell how old not smell pleasant in this cave. I'm just going to carry on, honestly. <laughs> okay. Into um, the next hallway and into the next room. Yeah. It's just a small room with a single bed in it. Uh, the straw all seems to have turned into this disgusting, moldy sludge. It's been in there that long and it's very waterlogged. It seems rats or mice have kind of gnawed away at the blanket and stuff. There's Wait, not a whole is this a dead end? Mm-hmm. Is this a dead end? Yeah, there are no doors in this room, apart oh, from the one back, you came yeah. in from. Double back. Yeah. Are you double back. back? Double back. Like you back to the start and go back up to the top hallway. Uh, um, I would like to go to the left instead, just to see what's up with the torch that we threw in. Is it like out or? Yeah, the torch was because it was in it. Oh, okay. If you're going in there, your dancing lights will also go in there. Um. Yeah, I would like to check this out. Check out the left side. Yeah, as you uh, enter the room, you uh, come across a... It, it's just all the walls are, like, thick, probably, like, up to your ankles in moss and stuff like that. My ankles? That's really high. Yeah, you got really big feet. But because you've got dancing lights, you can discern a couple, uh, like, three light like pale greenish roots kind of coming up from one corner. Hmm. Uh, I can see 
Um, pretty good in dim light, so I guess I would. Yeah, have yeah. Clear vision of everything. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, yeah. Because of your dancing lights, you can see perfectly fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, apart from it being very, very, very moss-ridden, um, and it seems the moss has like completely destroyed everything in there. Like there are lumps and bumps where, like. There may have been a chest or something, but the moss has completely covered it. Um, the torches, there are like bumps on the walls where the moss has covered those. But apart from moss and the three roots in the corner, you can't really make anything out. Yeah, okay, I, uh, I go back then to the top side. Alright. Go back into the room with the tables and then go in again yep. to the other door. Uh, so this door kind of widens up a bit as you enter it. Uh, it's kind of damp. There's like a couple of different types of moss on the walls and some roots kind of protruding in through cracks and stuff like that. Um, but you can see that the uh, uh, the room, not room, the hallway that you're in now, it goes up and veers to the left slightly and then there's another door almost directly to your right as you come in. Or what was once a door that seems to have rotted away. I want to peek my head into that room then, uh, and see if there's another door. Which room? Uh, the one right next to me. Yeah. Um, again, uh, it's a very big open room. The center <laughs> is, even with your dark vision, like, there's not a whole lot going on in here. There's a couple of tables. Again, strangely, a couple of torches with embers. These ones look bit more recent um, but not like super super recent Do I see another door? Uh, you see one on the far right upper side of it um, but all the torches seem to have been snuffed out I'm going to duck back then and go follow the hallway around to the left um, Okay You'll see what's up there Is everyone following or you're waiting um, here? Or? I'm waiting by the door just the, the large room trying to see if there's anything in there I'm just going to follow apprehensively behind a little bit. Alright. Uh, as you push into the room, uh, you can see like a bundle of cloth in the corner, which doesn't look to be like ridden or eaten or anything. It looks to be relatively decent cloth. There's a couple of small holes in the room itself, amongst some other things. But towards as you'd enter the room, on the right-hand side, almost in the center of the wall... There is um, like a book open with like quite a few pages missing from it. I'm going to empathically talk to Ovani and say, uh, "Come up here, we might have found something." I'm not going to get used to that voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I follow with them, and then I'm going to go up to the bundle of cloth and try and poke it. Okay, I'd like you all to roll initiative. Oh, I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, At least I'm here. Yeah, that's why I I decided to play. Ah, that's a Six. four. I rolled Six. a one. My first roll is a fucking oh, hang on, I rolled the wrong dice. What the fuck did you roll? D twelve. A D one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a twelve. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, I rolled a D one and got a one, so I think that's pretty alright. Um, nice. First is Ovani. What would you like to attack? Hmm. 
So I see a bat and a bat next to me. <laughs> like close to me. You do yes. see a bat and a bat next to you. You are correct. Yes. Okay. Um, seeing these two bats, I assume that they're hostile and I'm going to attack them. I mean, they wouldn't be enemies if they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, bud, but... <laughs> uh, no, 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 they're friendly, they're friendly. Okay, um, I'm, I'm going to use Firebolt on number four. Right, you want to attack number four, correct? Correct. That is bat number one on my initiative tracker. Okay, and Good you want to you. cast Firebolt, yeah? Yes, yes, I want to cast Firebolt. Okay, <clears throat> roll for your attack. Yes, one sec. <laughs> I rolled a yes. Oh, wait, I'm using a magic eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try again try later. Again later. <laughs> Hi, uh, mine. Hi, mine. Uh, 15 uh, for the attack. I uh, do hit, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Um. then for damage, that would be nine damage. Yep. You kill it. Uh, you charge up your fireball in your hand as it swirls around and you lose it. And this little bat is just, just just gets toasting. Just oh god, the, onto this hard floor. Oh god, the smell. Oh. Yeah, it does not smell pleasant. Um, yep. So I would like to, I guess, move to number one. How about do you want to move to it? Do you want to go up and across? Or... Yeah, just uh, to the right of it. So here. Yeah, that's fine. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So with that. I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to like ready up myself with my shamisen, with my pointy stick. I forgot you got the fucking shamisen as a weapon. <laughs> all right. All yep, right. That, that's it. That's my turn. Okay. Uh, next is giant rat number two. So the giant rat, after seeing Ivani just <laughs> roast this little bat alive, is gonna <laughs> run up. And go and attack you. Roll! Uh, that's a 10, so that doesn't hit. It goes to bite at your fucking, like, calf. Uh, but you move out the way because you are readying yourself up. You just kind of step back. And then it kind of <laughs> skulks backwards a bit. Uh, next is Bat 3, which is the one that you're looking at. So I don't need to move it because it's going to attack you. 4. Bite. That's a 14. Does that hit? I guess uh, it does. Okay, uh, yeah. you take one damage. <laughs> it's 1d1. <laughs> so... <laughs> so it's one. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It hurts. It kind of swoops down and nips you on the back of the head. I look very angrily at it. Okay. Uh, it notices your anger. And while you're focusing on the rat, giant rat three. That one's going to go to attack Kairi. It's going to... And go for another bite, which is uh, 19. Yeah, that hits because I don't have my shield ready. All right. Uh, and then 1d4. That does four damage. Very cool. It kind of <laughs> snaps and like catches you right on your ankle. Oof, ouch. Uh, then it's Little Bird's turn. Woo! I'm going to fucking Love attack the thing next to me. The cultist. Okay. I fucking get the Kapesh out. Yeah. And just start swinging. Uh, okay. <laughs> it hits. What did you roll? 24. Oh yeah, that hits. It's 19 plus 5. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so it's a d8 plus 5. What? Yeah. 
Um, because it's my scythe, I get plus dex and plus wisdom. I think I may have gave you your scythe too early. So I also get that to my armor because I don't wear armor. I get plus dex plus wisdom. So my armor is currently 15 because I'm not wearing armor. Wait, I'm Yeah, my AC is 10 plus dex plus wisdom. Mm, but aren't you supposed to like bond with it? Oh, yeah, you have to bond with your Kapash. So, uh, so yeah. it's just plus dex. So your ah. attack would be what? Uh, D8 plus dex, which is 3. Okay, so you did 3 damage. Oh yeah? no, sorry, it's uh, 7. What? 7 damage. You, this, this massive cloth stands up and uh, pulls out a scimitar from like behind its back. And as it kind of stands up and pulls out a scimitar, you just... <laughs> straight down into its shoulder and like carve into its shoulder and then pull out your capesh like just straight out of the wound and it kind of reels back and the, the coach like hits the back wall and is kind of like steadying himself on the wall and stuff his his left arm is now limp and he's holding a scythe in the other one and he's staring at you very angrily Kyrie, your turn they give him a squawk ah! <laughs> yes, I imagine that Kyrie is not very happy with the rat watchers bit of time. <laughs> A uh, little choppy chop with the longsword, with the, yeah. the shield now pulled out. So, pulling out your shield would be your bonus action, and then attacking main action, got you. Right, roll to hit, crit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Uh, roll the d20, so that's a crit. Yeah, I know, oh. but I mean, what's it total? Scrap one of fire two. 22. Yeah. You, uh, what? Well, before, <laughs> because, because it's sufficiently. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I need to write that down. And then it's this um one. and then you roll your damage, which is I think it's D6. It's yeah. D10. Well, fair enough. It's a long time. The uh the rat that nipped at your heel kinda goes for another one. And you Okay, I need to I need to roll a damage sorry. Eighteen. Yeah. So this rat goes to nip at your kneecap and as it jumps up, you like swing to the side and just cleave this giant rat completely in half like mouth to anus and bang your sword against the wall just, your sword starts vibrating as the blood is like splattering everywhere off it like against the wall and the rat just flops on the floor bleeding out almost like you've just cut a baguette in half <laughs> does, it smell, does it smell like a baguette? Uh, it does not smell like a baguette and shit Everywhere. <laughs> Kyrie's just standing there and like in a bonus action where she's like pulling out her shield and stuff. She's just she's just pleased to be honest. She thinks she's back in the ring, like the the crowd's chanting her name. She's just standing yep. there in glory like Next is Bat Two. So Bat go uh five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five, and it's gonna attack Ashley. Oh thank you. Uh it rolled a fourteen. <laughs> Miss. Alright. Bat miss. It, it swoops down. You kind of... <laughs> show that you're the alpha fucking aviator. Aviator? Kind of, yeah. That's the wrong word. It kind of swoops and flies away again. You've got your uh, alpha pair of glasses. <laughs> yeah. And then it moves back down a little bit to try and get out of the way. Now it's the cultist's turn. And boy, Ashley, the cultist is not happy that you just fucking made one of his arms redundant. Well, he shouldn't have uh, joined a cult. One, two, three. He's gonna, like, dart around behind you. He's gonna, like, go to cleave up along your spine with his scimitar like he's filleting a fish. 
But I'm a bird. Oh. I'm not a fish. <laughs> oh. Um, so he rolled a twenty-two. Uh, um, hang on, let me just check. I think that hits. <laughs> uh, and how much is that? He did six damage. Okay, that's fine. Six. So you're at three. Yep. So he he darts around behind you, and as he like goes to stop himself, he just swings this scimitar upwards and just carves not on your spine more like to the right of it from like where your hip is up to your shoulder blade when the blood that kind of was on the wound kind of splatters against the roof and drips onto the floor and he kind of sits there smirking at himself looking at the damage he's done isn't, and then he's isn't gonna... technically little birds uh, flanked uh, uh, yeah but they don't have pack tactics so it doesn't matter oh yeah. okay it's only so certain five, 10, um, 15, creatures that do get it so like the wolves and stuff get pack tactics so they get advantage oh, oh so, they, so they do get it wolves wolves do yeah the cultist after doing it he's gonna like back off I would like to turn to face him and make sure that he knows I'm fucking coming okay uh, sure enough I mean I take of opportunity stare him directly in the eye <laughs> you animate teleporting behind him sure enough you turn around and look at him just staring him in the eye he yeah. did move out of your attack range so oh yeah shit you're right I, he didn't disengage so I get an attack of opportunity <laughs> six I rolled a nat one mm, ouch yeah, as, yeah. as you go to swing around to attack him as he's behind you the pain kind of sends hot shooting pains all down your weapon arm and you kind of stumble a bit and miss as he's backing off uh ivani it's your turn it is my turn all right so uh, i see the little birds um dying um can i speak as a free action yeah yeah yeah. um i just want to say to the pair of them that one's mine like telepathically oh uh, okay <clears throat> um sure enough ivani does not attack number six, but he does attack number five. He uh, ignores number one because little number bird. Number five is a bat. But, yeah, I do it anyway. Just yeah. Okay, so right next you, can, to me. you can get one, two. I mean, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. You can get just up to it. I know. Um, I, I want to attack him, but with a spell, not melee. Okay. So yeah, from uh, a distance. Are you going to be at 20. risk of hitting Ashley here? No, 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 I can, I can read. Oh. <laughs> My fire bolt can do 120 feet, so that should be yeah, enough. Should hit. <laughs> Let me uh, just whirl. Hmm. Mm. It's a nine. Yeah, that doesn't hit. You kind of <laughs> go to as flashy as you did for the last one. Fire a firebolt at it, but it kind of goes like this and like swerves around because the. Uh, the bat that's in front of you kind of goes beep, beep, and flutters in your eyes as you're firing it, and it just goes flies off against the wall. Ouch. It was uh... very close to hitting Ashley. Uh, <laughs> next is Giant Rat 2. That one is going to come up and go for Avani again. Uh, 5, 10. Uh, that's a 10, so that misses. Goes to nip at your ankles, misses again, it gets fed up, and starts making its way towards Kyrie. Then it is. Bat 3, which is in front of you, which is also going to try to attack you. This time it rolled 13, so that also misses. It goes to bite you again, but for some unknown reason, gets a little scared and flutters backwards again. It's going to actually disengage from you. Yeah, I can still attack it. So let me do that. That would be, um, let me see, uh, 15 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 
Nice. Okay. That would be, I think, five damage. Yeah. Yeah, that five damage. It. So as it goes to back away, scared of you, you notice and you kind of play like the beginning of a little tune uh, to like distract it. And then while the bat's backing away, you lunge forward and like skewer it on the sharpened end of your shamisen. And then go back to playing your little tune. And if I, uh, when I hit him, it's a uh, please uh, C, C sharp notes. <laughs> get it? C sharp. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get mm -hmm. it. Nice. Uh, right, next is Little Bird's turn. I'm going to look directly at the cult. It's like dead in the eye. And I'm going to say in Auron, as I go to attack him, Raven Queen accepts this wretched soul. As you scream it, it kind of echoes around the cavern. Uh, 14? Yeah, I'm going to go up to him. All right. I'm going to say as I'm walking to him. Yeah, 14 <laughs> hits. <laughs> 10 damage. As you're walking up, he kind of gets a little bit startled by the fact you've just screamed in awe. And, and as he's like wild-eyed and looking around, you take this opportunity. Um, kind of trying to harden yourself against the pain that you've got all throughout your back and lower right leg now and just bring your sword down again in the same spot that you hit him before and carve it all the way down and the, his his left side and left arm kind of flops over limp and it takes him a second and he kind of looks and then wobbles and just collapses on the ground as guts and such start to slowly pour out from the impact of him falling on the floor. Can I <laughs> kick him in the head when he's down? Yeah, as a bonus action, I'll let you kick him in the head. Roll d20 for kicking him in the head. Uh, I don't know. Oh. oh, that's a 17. Natural one. <laughs> that's a 17 without any bonus. Yeah, Ooh, that okay. hits. Yeah. Uh, you kind of get your clawy foot, kick him, and one of your claws gets stuck in his eye as you kick him, and but the momentum's already there and it follows through and just tears it out and gashes across the upside of his head. Very unhappy about being attacked. Right, next is Kyrie. I heard and understood what Little Bird said, but what? uh Oh yeah, you're storing. But I'm just gonna try and run around the back of that giant rat. And this then one? just slosh at it, yeah. One, two, three, four, five Yeah, sure enough. Oh there, five, ten, fifty, twenty, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to try slashing at the back of it? Yeah. With your longsword? Yeah. Okay. No, with a shield. Oh, wait. <laughs> Just jump up and fucking Batista bomb it, shield 15. in hand. Yeah, Just like hits. a baguette. Just pancake. Squash it like you would a baguette. Um, exactly. Um, uh, it plus strength, 10. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you sprint around the side of it, and as you're running around, you kind of hold your sword backhand style and put the uh, pummel of the sword in your other hand and kind of carve along it as you're running around it. Flip your sword around and then bring it down on the back half of it. So you've essentially done a, a carve all the way around the left side of it and then one directly down on it. And the rat just... <laughs> dies. Very nice. Then it's back to stern. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's in a cave. It's got nowhere to go, but it's going to try making its way towards the exit. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, <laughs> 30. It's close. Uh, <laughs> he is close. Next is Ivani's turn. Wait, wait. Little birds could have attacked. 
because of the uh, attack of opportunity. No, he wasn't in combat. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't? Oh, okay. I thought he, he was. Uh, like, actively fighting me. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. He tried, but then he failed and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, my turn. Yes. Yes. I walk up, yeah, walk up to it, and I hit it with my sharp stick. You're gonna go for another sharp stick kill. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, roll for that. <clears throat> well... Oh... 19. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, sure enough you hit it, roll damage. No, no. I'm, f I'm rolling good today, I'm not sure why. It's pretty good. 5 How damage. How do you want to do this? Uh, I sort of walk up to it while playing an, a very epic tale with my <laughs> shaman. And at the the um the sort of climax of the song, I stab it in the head. <laughs> yeah, sure enough, you start <clears throat> playing this epic ballad and kind of singing in common uh, your own achievements. Uh, <laughs> and this bat, which is frantically fluttering around against this wall, trying to get out, but knowing that its entrances are blocked off kind of goes to swoop past you and as it does you just straight in its head and it flops limp you now have two bats skewered on the end of your shamisen perfect and with that i uh, make a little sort of bow and uh, i uh, imitate the sort of prayer that little bird usually does when he kills things oh okay i remember that yeah. It's a, like, broken horn. <laughs> it's like when you hear a, a, a word in a foreign language you don't know, so you try and, like, repeat it, so you just repeat the sounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Um, so yeah, that was your first encounter. You said I have two bats on my shamisen? Yeah, on the end of your shamisen you have two bats. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I take them off of it. Yeah, you just kind of shake your shamisen, noticing that they're not coming off, and instead grab it by the base and just fling it upwards and these two bats just <laughs> splat against this wall and kind of like flop down <laughs> onto the floor bleeding and dead. I crouch down and just wipe off my sword on the fucking cultist robes. Yeah. Not happy. Yeah, maybe we should uh, heal you up. I'm just gonna look at my back like it's a bad. From halfway up your shoulder blade uh, to about where your hip starts on your left hand side there's a relatively deep cut going all the way up Ooh. i'm gonna try and poke it does it hurt yeah take one damage oh <laughs> fuck well level two not much <laughs> i can do there i mean i don't have any sort of healing so i guess i'm just gonna deal with it i mean turn to uh kairi and i i say dear kairi could you uh help our little bird this is, this is more usual. Little bird, do you need my healing? I can say telepathically. Please, God, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Not for Avani, but for little bird. I'll put up my hand. I'm just gonna go put, put my face into Kyrie's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sit that chin in Kyrie's hand as Aww. a warm glow kind of goes down two, the throat. And you get two health, I think. Because I used three on myself. <laughs> okay, well, I'm back to four. You would have been at five if you didn't go, hmm, fatal wound, let me poke it. Why does it look hurt? Yeah, really bad. Yeah, apparently it hurt. <laughs> right, anyways, I'm going to open the chest what's right next to me. It's got a padlock on it, but it's kind of rusted. The chest itself beat it off. is... You're going to beat it off? <laughs> yeah. 
I'd like you all to roll initiative. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's the mimic, surprise! <laughs> no, um, I push Kyrie in the mimic. <laughs> and run. Uh, it's an old, like, rotted wooden chest with a fairly big padlock on it, but as you grab the top of it and go to open it, the wood from the top just kind of falls apart, <laughs> so the lock is useless. Uh, inside, you find uh, two healing roots. They're a root which you chew, which restores 1d4 of health. So I'd like you to add that to your inventory. Three silver pieces, and there's a broken shovel. You can take that if you really want to. But... Great, I'll add it to my travel collection. <laughs> I... <laughs> I would like to go to the cultist and uh, see if there's anything on him or her. How much silver? Sorry. Uh, three. As you make your way up to the cultist, you kind of peel back the robes. They've got uh, a mask on, which has the same uh, like black handprint on it. It's a, a purely white mask with like a burnt black handprint on it. Hmm. Their body, like, is it's warmer than you'd expect for uh, a corpse. I mean, they've and, just been killed. <laughs> yeah, as uh, you find a single. Uh, gold, like three pages, uh, like torn out pages of a book. I was about to say, can I go and grab the book off the thing? Yeah, and as you start to rummage deeper and deeper, the body just catches a light and begins burning until it's nothing more than ash. I would, if, if I see that happen, I would like to take the mask off of him, if that's possible. As you go to take the mask off, you kind of pull the mask back, and you see like a, a thick black sludge that's kind of like stuck it to the face of the person. <laughs> and you're pulling and pulling as the flames are slowly getting more and more intense. And just as you finish tearing off this mask with bits of flesh and stuff still like stuck to the inside of it, the <laughs> burns to cinders. So now I have a very dirty mask. Lovely. Yeah, I wouldn't advise putting it near anything that you don't want stuck to it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna use prestidigitation. Yes, to just clean it up a little bit at least. Yeah, you use prestidigitation, it kind of gets rid of some of the flesh that's on there. <laughs> uh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, is there anything else in the room? There was the the bookshelf or something with the book? Yeah, that's the book which Ashley was going to start looting. Mm. Um, so as you approach it, it seems to be pretty bog standard. There's almost like a gold uh, sewing along the spine of it, but most of the pages are torn out. It seems like the pages that Kyrie had match this book, but a lot of the pages are missing. So mm. say... A book one eighth full. Oh, good. Mm, okay. And uh, I assume we would have looked at the pages that uh, were yeah, I mean, all, read them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all blank. Um, but as you kind of get closer to Little Bird, the pages kind of glimmer along the tear with a faint, like light blue, uh, and the spine of the book begins to glimmer a faint light blue. Mm, magic. I really don't know what to do, so I'm just going to hand the book over to Ovani. Uh, yeah, I uh, look at the book and I would like to make a arcana check. Okay. Oh, natural 20. 
Nice. As you pick up the book, the torn pages, the blue glimmer on them kind of gets more intense and they stick back into the book and the tear mark seems to just slowly erase itself as the pages reattach themselves into the book. You now have a book two-eighths full. Uh, Your arcana check, apart from what you just saw, it doesn't seem to ring any bells apart from the spine seems very similar to the spine of the book that Erin showed you. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the grimoire, the one he uh, showed you in his books. Like the one oh, he had okay. Yeah. I'm not very comfortable with magical books now, I must say. Uh, I don't really know what to do here, but I mean, I'm going to have a look around, see if we can do it with everything. And if we have, then I'm going to just make my way out. There was, after rummaging through the bats and the charred remains of the cultists and stuff, you find another, like, three copper that was just kind of strewn about. They're very damaged and beaten up, so you're not sure if places will take them, but you do find them. Money, money. <laughs> and I'm just gonna like, motion to the other two and just be like, yeah, let's fucking leave. Yeah, I, uh, I stash the book in my uh, backpack and continue playing my shamisen. Alright. <laughs> this time it's a little bit, little bit of a happier tone. <laughs> just because. <laughs> I'm gonna probably lead the pack, or try to, because uh, I think I'm in probably the best condition to lead. Yeah, yeah I'm, the uh, highest I... AC and the highest health at the moment is probably the best idea. I'm staying. I'm staying in the back, just uh, to make sure if anything happens. So I'll just Kyrie... hand off my course to Kyrie then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your dancing lights are still active, by the way, Nyx. Yeah, I'm, I can. I can just recast them. They're a cantrip. I would like to just make my way into the room actually had a quick login with the right. Same as before. There's a couple of torches. The embers seem to have died down a fair bit. There's a table in there. There's there's not a whole lot. This seems to be where they just hung out when they were mining and stuff. You can see like worn tread marks in the floor where it's had a lot of activity. That kind of S shaped swivel up towards the top right of the room. Can I like, see where the trails lead. Yeah, they just lead to another doorway. Uh, which so not to... the doorway what we had. The, the, the doorway. This is a new doorway. Right, okay, it leads to a new doorway. I guess I'll make myself, like, to the way of the table, which I guess is in the center of the room. Yeah, yeah. And basically just do a quick survey. If there's nothing there, move to, like, the other doorway. Yep, which doorway? Uh, the new one. Okay. Yeah, it's just a short hallway which leads to... A long uh, room. It's got a couple of minecarts in it, but judging by the size of this cave, you don't think they ever really had a chance to use them, use them. This seems to be more to take them from this way outside. As you can see, rail tracks that kind of go up and to the right. Okay. Mm, okay. I don't know if the Ivanian little bit are following, but I'm just going to yeah. make my way. Yeah. I mean, I just follow Kyrie as she goes. As you get to the top of the room, you notice that the doorway's a little bit wider and a little bit taller, but there doesn't seem to actually be a footpath. It just seems to be minecart tracks on the floor, and they kind of go straight along and then to the left. Are you just going to follow it around? Would it be possible to ride the minecart? <laughs> the or wheels are, they... are very <laughs> rusted. There are a lot of holes in them. I'm going to try and do it anyways, my phone. Okay. I am not going anywhere near those tracks if Kyrie is riding them. 
Okay, you climb into the uh, mine cart, and as you're getting in, like a bit of metal just kind of <laughs> falls off the side and on the floor. Unfortunately, you're at the end of the minecart tracks. They're not automated, and the entire cave is on a slant. So Aww. if you want to use them, you are going to have to have someone push you all the way along them. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Because probably the only person who can push me, I'm not very fond of. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to just walk through, like, over the tracks. Yeah. You, um, as you're following the tracks, you come across a room. Um, this room has got bits of grass flora slightly growing in it and you can see daylight kind of beaming in from the back left of it right. and uh what's what did we see in the sort of area below all of this uh, uh, this was like a minecart room oh okay i see just minecarts yeah minecarts old rusted bits of metal and stuff well i guess we make our way to the daylight is that what you're all gonna do yes okay as you get towards the left-hand side of the uh, cavern, the daylight starts to beam in and get brighter and brighter. It's almost too bright because your eyes have kind of acclimated to the dark of the abandoned mine shaft. But you all step outside and you get hit with a nice cool breeze. You're currently at the top of a relatively large hill and behind you are a lot of mountains and stuff. Uh, to your right, a little bit in the distance, you can see a small village um, but from where you are at the moment, you can see, um, like, the ocean in the distance in front of you. Um, a far, fair while off, but you can see it. Uh, and as you all come out, you hear a... There's a big stone slab covered in runes kind of closes off the entrance behind you. And, uh, the runes on it slowly fade and kind of outcrop a bit to make it look like a more natural rock wall until eventually it looks almost seamless with the mountainous area behind it. How convenient. The magic bitches are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna look around a bit and maybe roll a survival check to like try and set up camp somewhere. I mean, you can see a small town to the right of you. I did not know this. Uh... I I literally said it! (laughs) I have like minus one wisdom. Bear with me. Minus what IRL? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Like every every day of my life, I need to make various wisdom checks for the day. Uh, I can see how that goes. Whoa. <laughs> the spice. I know you hate me in game. You don't have to hate me in real life. Fuck <laughs> uh, you. I'm gonna, I guess, make my way towards civilization yeah yeah okay. yeah um and I, I am, i'm first going to um wrap that mask that i have with that red symbol i'm going to wrap it up in some like cloth or something like leaves or something so it doesn't like stink up my whole backpack yeah sure and, enough uh, you, you yeah. cover the mask of the black handprint in a bundle of uh rags and uh i guess while we're walking i'm going to write somewhere in my notebook about all of this. Oh, um, that special book we just got, the yep. one that like glimmers on the yes. uh, spine. I can't read anything out of it, can I? It's empty. Empty, just empty. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So as you're trudging along, the the ground here doesn't seem to be trod on whatsoever. It's pretty empty. 
obviously you've got the sea breeze kind of blasting up. It's not as intense as a salty smell as it was in like Basin or anything like that, but you can still smell the salt in the air. You can kind of see the treetops of um, the continent that you're in at the moment, the Marquis of Beaked. Uh, you can see like the treetops and the heat kind of emanating off it. You are relatively high up. Um, you kind of follow the mountain ridge along and you come across a little, uh, what looks to be an old mining village just in the middle of there. There are a couple of stone and wooden houses, not a whole lot to go off. There is stone pathways, like pretty smooth stone pathways, uh, which you start to tread on and you can see a dwarven man slowly making his way from one end of the town to the other pushing himself across on um, a wheelchair. It's like the wheels are made completely out of stone and wood. The seat seems slightly cushioned, but it just looks to be uh, a dwarven man, uh, big, like scraggly, brown beard with a couple of flecks of grey in it. His hair is kind of long and shaggy, but like roughly tied back. He's got kind of a grizzled face. Yeah. Uh, so what's this, uh, this man doing? He, he's just wheeling his way from one end of the town to the other, um, mm. heading towards one of the bigger buildings. Um, I guess I call out to him and uh, say, Dear man, uh, no, dear man, dear person, how do I say this? Hmm. It's entirely up to you, are you saying? <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, I don't think Ovan has ever really like, met a lot of dwarves in his life, <laughs> so. Um, excuse me, good sir. Uh, could you uh, help us out? We're uh, just traveling along and... Uh, yeah, uh, can you tell us about this little town that you just come across? He kind of... perks his head up a bit and uses his right hand to like turn his wheelchair around. And then he, he looks at you, kind of slowly making your way into the town, like on the outskirts of it now, and goes, Oi, hello there! My name is Thrimmel. How may I be of service? Ah, good day, Trimble. Uh My name is Ovani, and uh, nice. I'm here with my friends. Ah, nice to meet you too. What lovely friends you have! I'm just gonna give him like a little, like shadow bow. Polite ones as well at that. I'm gonna slowly put my sword back in its <laughs> and unready my shield <laughs> apprehensively. I'm glad you see me as not a threat. That I'm, I'm gonna pull out my strangely comforting for a man in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Not that I couldn't kick your ass in battle. It's just, you know, they're not built quite right yet. We have a lot of wobbles at the moment. He kind of looks at you, goes, "Is this the first time you've seen a wheelie chair?" A a wheelie chair. A wheelie I'm, chair. I'm gonna just say telepathically to Kyrie, uh, from the way we act, you think it's the first time we've ever met anyone. <laughs> just roll my eyes and just carry on with what we were doing. Uh, why yes, I've never seen something like this before. Aye, <laughs> it's a it's a marvel of modern ingenuity. It is. Oh, fantastic! For for people like myself and people in capitals and such. It really allows us to get about. Um, I had an unfortunate accident uh, when I was younger. I was uh, in the mountains trying to collect some beautiful flowers. You would not 
believe the kind of flowers you get going in the mountains. And I uh, slipped and fell on me back. Awful bruise. Terrible, terrible bruise. Couldn't feel a fucking thing, though. <laughs> oh, my apologies. That must have been terrible. Truly terrible. Aye, aye, it was. But here I am, and here you are. So how can I help you? Well, uh, first of all, what's this town called? I've never been here before. You've never been here? Well, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. We don't get many visitors in Fapenwall. So, sir, how long have you lived in Fappenhall? I beg your fucking pardon? Fappenwall. Fappenhall. Aye. Okay. Well, I, I've lived here all my life. My, my father lived here before me, and his father before him. Uh, not an awful lot to do, which is why I run the uh, local tavern. If you're injured, as you quite appear to it's be... It's going to point to my back and just no. There, there's not a whole lot of things to injure you this high up. Speaking of which, where did you folks come from? I'm just going to um, point the hole in the, the where we came out with the fucking cave. I oh, know that that cave closed. I'm just going to point to where we came out. Mountain? Just shake my head and just... Like, point the finger down, and then point at the thing. This one's cryptic, you see. Um, but it's a good one. It's a good one. Be, uh, right. I was gonna no, say no nobody. I was gonna say sorry in nobody's voice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna take it and just say it. Not much does it matter, but we're quite gravely injured, and we were attacked before we came here. We're just looking for a place to settle down. And Did you deal with the people who attacked you? <laughs> People? You mean creatures? Well, aye, the things that attacked you. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, good. Uh, of course. Last thing we need is trouble here in Fapenwall. Don't worry, we took care of them. Good. Well, if you are who you say you are, which is the people that dealt with intruders of Fapenwall, and you're injured, I can offer you a glass of mead and a good night's sleep in my tavern. Oh, that, Very that would nice. be wonderful. That would be wonderful, yes, why thank you. I would absolutely love for you to come and spend the night at the gentle Delilah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you killed three. What's this to be the problem? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not the name you'd expect of a tavern run by a dwarf. It sounds more like a brothel, sir. <laughs> well, that's on Tuesdays. Oh, okay. What is it today? Today is a Thursday, unfortunately. Okay, thank God, thank God. In a very defeated version of Ovani's voice, please sleep. Well, if it's a night's rest you'll be needing, I have three rooms available. Uh, will you be wanting food as well? I'm, I'm assuming as much. Uh, I'm just gonna nod. I, I just have a bag of jerky, which I'm gonna snack on, so probably not. Um, yeah, I reply. Ah, food would be wonderful, yes. Um, we, we could really use some some time and some food. Do you, uh, heal up. do you partake in meat, or are you more of a vegetable person? Oh, I, I eat everything. Well, not everything, but, you know. You want to be careful saying that kind of thing. People might get a bit <laughs> weird about it. Oh, uh, I've seen some things, yeah. No, shut the fuck up on Tuesday. <laughs> Mind. Well, how does this sound? 
you spend the night at my tavern. Uh, how long will you be staying in Fablewall, if you don't mind me asking? Definitely not one, two, three, four. Definitely not five days. <laughs> I like the fact that you also have to count on your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everything at the uh, the gentle Delilah only costs a single silver. We're a small tavern. We don't get much business. So does, we like to keep things fair for everyone. Does I just to pay up front for me a little bit. I'm not asking for payment. Merely an observation that you also have to count with your fingers. We don't have much of an education. The system is me too. Distraught. Me too. Well, I can. I'm. I'm simply saying that should you decide to stay more than one day, I will have to start charging ye. As I said, I have payment up front. Are you? How long are you planning on staying? Just so I can. Work it out how much silver I'll be needing. We'll we'll just stay three days as a benchmark. I, I can't guarantee that we will spend the night for the three days, but I just plan to have a backup mall, like a backup place to put my head. I'm gonna um just give Kyrie every mo- all of the money I have, which okay. is mean not, but it's her nine gold, uh, and my thirty three copper. Thank you for. Giving me back some of my money. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna say uh, telepathically to her. Uh, I'm sorry. I will pay you back. As uh, you're doing this, but, um... he, he pulls out a little pipe and a little red gem, and kind of puts the red gem in the end of the pipe to light it, and puts it back in his pocket, and kind of just starts. Well, the gentle Delilah hasn't got much, but our food is top notch, and our beds the comfiest in. Well, until the next town, but <laughs> don't Good tell enough. the travelers that. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Good if enough. You're planning indeed. on staying three nights, then you seem like all right, folks. I'll only charge you three silver, and I'll throw in your meals and booze, assuming you're not planning on drinking me out of the house. I'll just hand over the free silver what I got from the dungeon. Very beaten up, worn silver, but silver nonetheless. Cash is cash is cash is cash. He kind of pockets it and goes, well, Why is everyone insane? Come along then. Why are there no normal people? I'll take you along. He kind of wheels himself up into the tavern. Everything in Fapenwall is like pretty flat, uh, considering it's uh, a mountainside village. They seem to have built it on a little plateau that has uh, covered it. He kind of wheels himself in. There's uh, one or two people sat there drinking. They just regular humans kind of a bit weathered from working out in the sun and stuff. Uh, they're just sat enjoying their ale. Is there any music or like uh, yeah, music or instruments or like poems being written? No, it's, it's pretty quiet in here at the moment. Well um, then. There are windows. Uh, I say windows. It's not so much glass as it is uh, like spaces between the wood uh, that have been intentionally put there that kind of look out off the edge of the plateau and kind of show a beautiful scene of the Marquis of uh, Beaked. He kind of wheels himself behind the desk, which is relatively low. And he goes, right then, um, for the masked one, I was thinking uh, maybe slow-roasted vegetables and a lovely bit of beef. For you, my little Beaked friend, uh, perhaps um, he kind of like scratches the back of his head and 
puffs on his pipe a little bit more and he goes, Well, what do you fancy? Just gonna shrug and say, I don't mind. He kind of holds out, um, like, both of his hands and he goes, I can see that you struggle with words. We have someone like that in our town too, another Kenku. Um, also, been, had, had terrible luck lately, but... They can't really talk about it too much, being a Kenku and all. It's gonna shrug and nod my head. <laughs> he kind of holds out both of his hands and he goes, Well, shake your right hand if you would prefer meat. Shake your left hand if you would prefer vegetables. Does that make things a little bit easier for you? Just nod and shake both hands. <laughs> right, meat and vegetables it is. I'll do you the same dish. And uh, you, my winged friend, what can I get you? I would really like if you would just give me some vegetables on a plate which I can have with this jerky. That I can do. Do you want them roasted or stewed or how would you like them? Maybe if I give you the beef jerky, could you make <laughs> it into a stew? Aye, that I could do. It wouldn't last as long with it being jerky and all, but I can throw you together a stew. That's fine. Yeah. I'll just hand over the, the bag of stew. Yeah. Uh, bag of stew. <laughs> I've got a few handfuls of loose stew in pockets. I'll I hand over <laughs> the bag of beef jerky. Alright, it's Wolf Jack. He kind of looks at it and opens it up and sniffs it and then pulls out a little knife and cuts a bit off and chews on it and it goes, Oh, I think I have a flavor combination that might work perfect with this. Picks it up and puts it on a on the side of his uh, wheelchair, where the two arms are, there's like two little wooden boxes so that he can carry stuff around. Oh, he kind of sits it in the wooden box and he goes, that'll be about an hour, but until then, can I get you anything to drink? First lots on the house. I'm just going to pull out my notebook and write juice or water, please. We have some gorgeous milk. Fresh, if you'd like it. Just shrugging. It's a, yeah, right, fine. Yeah, sure. Kengus have got to keep, drink a lot of milk to keep their beak strong. Last thing you want is a broken beak. A I've seen it happen. Sentence. It's 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 terrifying to watch happen. Um, I uh, I feel so I'm sorry. Gonna, very very scared to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for you two, what would you like to drink? Oh, anything really? Just uh, some ale if you have some. Aye, ale. We've got that. By golly, we've got that. Shit that'll knock your socks off. <laughs> Assuming you're wearing socks, that is. I Cut. do not. <laughs> Go look down my claw feet like, oh. He oh. chuckles himself and wheels off and comes back with uh, a tankard of uh, milk that's got a flower sitting on top of it and two tankards of ale. Also, a, uh, a different flower from the milk. And he goes, it's a... It's a gentle Delilah specialty, uh, the the flowers. You see, we have a lot of flowers growing around the mountains. They provide delicious aftertastes to food. So the milk one has got a flower on it that amplifies the flavor of it and makes it a little bit sweeter without actually having any sweetness in it. And the one for the ale makes it a hell of a lot less bitter. <laughs> because, my gosh... The bitterness is... It's almost nightmarish sometimes. <laughs> but... Uh, do I recognize flowers? 
Uh, I'm fucking made the flowers, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they, if they taste so sweet, maybe I would have heard of them. I'm going to just thank him again, chug half the milk, and then go and sit at a table, and just lay my head on the table and just try not to cry. <laughs> Still very much in pain. After about half an hour, you can hear him clanking around at the kitchen. Oh, my kinda... drink. What? Oh, my drink. No. Oh. You can hear him kind of singing quite happily to himself. You kind of hear him go, Oh, shit! And he wheels out quite rapidly and uh, comes up to the table that you're on. He's like, I, I don't mean to intrude. Your friend's in pain, correct? I'm going to lift my head up and nod. He goes, I, I've got just the thing for that. Give, give me one moment. I've just got to go about three houses down. Just give me one moment. And he kind of wheels past the push open doors and comes back five minutes later with a little clay vial with like a green paste in it. And he puts it down. He goes, one of you rub that on the wound. That's a healing root salve. Um, it's really, really good for wounds. Disinfects them all completely. Uh, that would restore four, uh, just standard, four HP to you. Ooh, nice. There's a lot of uh, healing roots that grow in the uh, around here. A very strange-looking root, uh, gnarled and very light green. You may have seen them on your travels, even. Uh, not a lot of people use them because not a lot of people just want to chew on bark. But if you've got the know-how, you can make a mighty fine healing salve with them. Well, yeah. back to making your food. I'm going to thank him again as he wheels off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I would have guessed that uh, maybe Ovani would have uh, rubbed that on his wound, on the little bird's wound. Yeah. Another half an hour later, he, he comes back. Uh, he's got like a long tray over the front of his wheelchair now. And he's wheeling himself over to you very gently. In front of Ivani and Little Bird, he puts down a rather sizable plate with um, chopped, boiled and roasted tomatoes with little bits of garlic mixed in with it. Some roasted carrots and parsnips and stuff like that. And then a big slab cut into uh, slices with a drizzling of uh, like a floury gravy over the edge of it of beef kind of slaps that down in front of both of you and he goes and your stew will be just a moment longer the the wolf jerky wasn't the best made but we, we did the best we could and he wheels off and comes back still uh tray desk thing on lap and plants that in front of you uh Kyrie, and he goes now what we've done here uh do excuse me if i ramble a bit we took your jerky and we marinated it in honey from the bees that we find further oh. down the mountain. <laughs> Just to soften all the meat, make it really, really tender. <laughs> What's wrong? Thank you, Food Network representative. <laughs> we then slowly roasted it to give it a slight bit of caramelization, whilst also allowing the, uh, the honey to do its work. Um, now, instead of doing a stew, we've gone more uh, of a spice route uh, due to the type of jerky it is. We've used uh, a number of spices and uh, fresh yogurt and turned it into a beautiful warm vegetable and jerky uh, I think we'll call it a curry. <laughs> I'd like to just say, as he's been talking, I have finished eating. <laughs> just shoved it all in my face and just. Uh, I kind of my food. It. My food is now cooled. 
<laughs> he, he's planted it in front of you, and it's this gorgeous golden color. There's bits of vegetable uh, kind of sat at the top. You can see chunks of dark caramelized, super, super tender wolf jerky uh, strewn throughout it. And there's like a dark swirl almost of spices with um, a lavender sprig and another beautiful like white and purple flower resting on the side of the bowl. If this is that beautiful, would eating it give me inspiration? Uh, mm. for the rest of the day, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not doing <laughs> okay. Sleeping bags. <laughs> you sleep really well. I'm I'm literally gonna eat my food as fast as humanly possible. And then, uh, understandable. And then just like burp, just that'll the fucking biggest burp. Oi, that's the way to do it. Save nothing for the mice. <laughs> I'm um, going to thank him again. Uh, and then pull out my notebook again. And right, please, I need to sleep. Right, if it's a bed you'll be needing, we can sort that. If you'd like to wait around a little bit, we have uh, a poetry reading by uh, Dusk. Uh, but if not, I can show you to the rooms that you'll be sleeping in. Just gonna point to the page again. I really want to stay to the poetry because I want to see what fucking rubs are doing. I've got to meditate with my sword as well as sleep and try and heal. Oh, uh, I'm staying for the poem and to play okay. music with oh, the poem. shit. I'm gonna have to fucking bring up a poem generator. <laughs> yeah, sure enough, he, he kind of opens another push door to the left of the uh, counter and wheels in and you can see four doors, all with locks. And he kind of pulls a key out and he goes this one's for you i hope it's to your liking there's uh we've got fresh flowers in the rooms a lovely breeze that comes in not too cold not too warm uh, you can smell the sea from here whilst also getting those beautiful fragrances of the jungle below and as he opens the door it's a really well-made bed you can see a couple of bits of straw poking out here and there the walls uh everything looks really clean and really nice i mean i'm, I'm literally just gonna thank him and then Lay face for, like face first into the bed and uh, <laughs> go to sleep. He kind of chuckles and closes the door and he goes, I'll lock the door and slide your key under. And he locks the door and slides the key under. Wheels back out and kind of sits behind the desk, puffing on his pipe a bit more. And he looks at Ivani and Kyra and he goes, Can I get you anything while you wait? Uh, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I guess not. No, thank you. And uh, I guess Uvani would also be playing his music still now. Yes. He kind of sits there, <clears throat> closes his eyes, and leans back in his chair and lets out a relaxing sigh and goes, Your music, it's beautiful. Where did you learn it? Ah, oh, right, thank you. It's a uh, native, you could say, to my, my people. I come from a very, very isolated place. It's very cold where I live. Ah, quite the difference to hear then. Yes, yes. I've traveled uh, quite a quite a way, but uh, I bring my music everywhere, and I also learn a couple of tales from other places. And then uh, Ovani starts playing a more elvish tale, sort of elvish music. I don't know what it would be, but sort of uh, maybe lighter tones. He kind of sits there and he sighs and he goes, "You know, I've always wanted to travel, but not everywhere is built for the wheelie chairs, fortunately." Um, although. We used to get quite a few travelers in Fabian Wall a while back. And he pulls out a big buck and slaps it on your desk. And he goes, I ask, 
uh, it's it's a pet project. If you were travelers that have seen distant places that I might not get to see, if they could do a little drawing or such in, in this book of their the the most delightful place they've seen, and as you flick through, that's some really gorgeous, almost painted, picturesque pieces of grand cities and beautiful Sahara deserts and stuff. There's some that aren't so like beautifully drawn, but you can tell that the person was putting a lot of interest into them. And uh, as you flick through, there are some blank pages that just say, like, leave me alone and stuff like that. He kind of chuckles and goes, well, some people aren't too friendly, but you can't have them all. I'm sure that eventually when they find something that ignites that passion within them, they may come back and draw a piece for me then. Can I interest either of you in drawing a piece for me? Well, yes, I would love to. And uh, after seeing all these beautiful pictures and uh, beautiful drawings, Avani would be very motivated to draw something. He kind of keeps peering over if you're drawing and smiling to himself. Uh, what do you end up drawing? He said the most the most uh, beautiful place there is. Aye, the most beautiful place that you've seen, or something that means a lot to you that you wouldn't necessarily get here in Fapenwall. Ooh. Sorry, I would like to draw like a like a really bad scuffed like stick figure drawing of like, <laughs> fighting a bear, and like it's got like little sections like a comic. He looks at it and smiles and nods his head and like kind of pats you on the back and he's like, "I like that one. It's got character." <laughs> I can tell that, although you may not be the best artist, none of us are, and I can tell it means a lot to you. Thank you for sharing your experience with me. I sort of lean over and uh, I say, I would bet my money on the bear. <laughs> he kind of looks at Kyrie and looks at the drawing and looks at Kyrie and looks at the drawing and goes, I'm more in favor of the paying customer. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, I never got your names. Name's Kyrie. Uh, can I order a drink by any chance? Aye, a drink, I can get you that. Uh, can I have a drink what will make me forget problems? Specifically six but five problems. <laughs> ah. He kind of looks at Ovani at the corner of his eye and he goes, Ah, lover's quarrel. I can start that. And he wheels off and comes back with another tankard of the same <clears throat> ale, but without the flour in it this time. <laughs> goes, uh, try that. Okay, I will try the ale. Make a constitution save. <laughs> 19 oh yeah it's very very bitter and somehow significantly stronger than the last lot but you you swill it down and he looks at you and goes oh you don't see that every day do you well that was the stuff that i've been keeping for me personal collection i hope you liked it i i figured you shared something with me i'll share something with you brilliant what oh, did you God. think of it very bitter. I uh, I told you to do that without the flower. But yeah, this this should do the trick. Can I have another one? <laughs> I don't necessarily have a lot left, but I, I could ship you some gold for your trouble. Gold? He kind of looks a bit shocked, and he goes, "Well, I I might be able to part with a bottle for gold, but are you sure, friend? A gold is an awful lot round these parts." It's the least I could do for you, since you've guaranteed our safety and comfort for the next few days at least. I just like to flick a gold these way. He kind of 
catches it out the air and looks at it almost in awe, just like, well, it's been a fair while since I've seen gold. Gosh, the last time had to have been when the Royal Guard swung by almost five years ago. Not much goes on in Fabenwall, so the currency just seems to circulate around itself. And a lot of the time we do things for ourselves or for others free of charge. Um, and he kind of reaches down beneath like a clothed section of his wheelchair and pulls out uh, a bottle. It's like a an old school Coca-Cola bottle size. And he plonks it down. It's got a cork in it. And it, it looks like it had a sticker, but the sticker has been very worn. And he goes, for the gold, I'll share this with you. This is a boomy grandfather made almost 300 years ago. Would you mind if I told you a tale while we partook in his ale? Of course. It's the least I could do. Well, 300 odd years ago, Fapenwald used to be a quaint little mining town. Although, to this day, it is a quaint little town, just minus the mining. And he <laughs> chuckles to himself uh, after the joke that he made and goes, Well, my grandfather used to be a bit of an adventurer. Uh, used to procure these lands for strange and delectable things where I learned to cook myself. He was adventuring in the jungles one day. He came up upon this glorious mushroom must have been yay big and he kind of stretches out his arms to be like the size of the table beautiful beautiful golden sheen on the top the bottom crumbly like toasted bread almost and the aroma that this thing would emit oh it would madden the mind with thoughts but this this mushroom it's too big for my grandfather to carry on his own, being a dwarf. Although we're stocky, looks can be deceiving sometimes when you're trying to carry a mushroom the size of a dining table. Now this mushroom, my grandfather would come back to it year after year after day after day. Fifteen years later, my grandfather was going back to that same mushroom simply for the smell of it alone would relax the entire body after a hard day's work going and just sitting by it one day my grandfather goes down to the mushroom the mushroom's gone there's the stump of where it was been cleaved clean off and oh how my grandfather wept he wept for so long but it wasn't until about five years later he went back there he saw tiny tiny little sprouts the same golden hue all around it and he realized there and then that even if you take something away even if it means the world to somebody if someone takes it that doesn't mean you should give up hope because as small as and insignificant as those little mushrooms were they filled my grandfather's heart with hope <laughs> so remember even if something important is taken from you keep holding out hope for it although it might not be the same something that will fill your heart with hope again will surely replace it and he kind of takes another swig of his uh, bottle and places it down <laughs> I guess he kind of does like a bitch I'm not crying <laughs> <laughs> yeah he goes, oh it's beautiful <laughs> Oh, yeah. sort of like thing and tries to like recover herself but 
It's a very, very, <laughs> very compelling story. It was definitely it's a like beautiful a, tale. Beautiful. That was Thank a crit you. on Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks outside and sees that the sun is like slowly setting, illuminating all the treetops in this beautiful orange glow, and he goes, "I think it's about time for the poetry to start." And as he says that, the doors kind of swing open. This uh, female, rather young female dragonborn, uh, beautiful, ornate, but quite small frill around her neck. Dirty blue scales. Not so much the scales themselves are dirty, more just they have a dirty blue color. They are actually reflecting the orange light slightly from the sun. She's got quite a sharp featured face and uh, a couple of piercings along her right ear that have got a chain looping around them. And she goes, I am Quothant, and I will be telling you a tale today. And she sits down on a stool and, like, rests her feet up. And she goes, this tale came to me in my sleep. As I was resting today in my room at the tavern, a beautiful aroma hit my nostrils. The aroma of stew. And she kind of clears her throat <clears throat> and like rests her hand down. She's like, is there anyone here who can play music? Ovania raises his hands. She uh, points at you and she goes, wonderful. Would you mind playing a uplifting melody? If you're able, I don't want to pressure you too much. Oh, why yes, why yes, of course. I can do that and accompany your uh, beautiful poem. She kind of gets the feel for the music and goes, This is my slam poetry stew. <laughs> How happy is the delicious soup? Does the soup make you... And she kind of breathes in and rolls her fingers across her neck seductively and goes, Shiver. Does it? The brew that is tangy above all others within is the marinade. Down, down, down into the darkness of the marinade. Gently it flows. Lemon-like, lemony and sourish. And when I think of the meat, I see fried meat. But not fried meat like we used to. Obscure fried meat. Down, down, down into the saltiness of the meat. Gently they go to the stew. The boastful, the insightful, the immense. A stew. And she like rolls her hand and bows. <laughs> <laughs> Just clapping. <laughs> that was more, more crying. Poem generator. <laughs> more, more crying. Kerry's <laughs> <laughs> just broken at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. And as she was saying that, the sun has almost finished setting. There's just a little bit of golden light peeking in. Thrimmel is uh, going around and lighting torches of the same little red gem. He presses them against the end of them. They kind of spitter and then light up. The, the room has got a beautiful, warm feeling to it now. And he goes, 
Thank you, Quaffant. That will be all for tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've all enjoyed your night. Uh, I myself will be going to bed. I'd appreciate it if you didn't help yourself to the booze again. And you kind of hear a couple of people chat, uh, like cackle and laugh. And he's like, and I shall see you all tomorrow. And he kind of waves at everyone and leaves off. And he goes, oh, and uh, for the two that are staying the night, he kind of sets two keys on the table and he goes, you'll be room two and room four. Thank you kindly. And he kind of wheels himself off. Right. Slow, <clears throat> Slow clap. Take <laughs> two and just head straight to the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, as you enter your room, uh, laid on your desk, it looks to be somewhat used. Um, you find um, a map of the continent that you're currently in. Although it seems to be quite worn and um, has seen some damage in its time. But it's, it's a map of the continent that you're in, nonetheless. Uh, and next to it is a little note from um, Thrimmel that says, uh, Thank you for your patronage. I know it's not the best map in the world. Uh, after listening to my story about my grandfather, I think it's only fitting that you receive his map. Oh, Oh, nice. That's cute. I'll, like, wrap it up and, like, reach into my explorer's pack where I, I guess I have, like, a little bit of string and I'll just tie it. And just put it in there. Easily enough done. And with everyone safely asleep in bed, I'd like you all to roll initiative. No. That would be dope. With everyone safely asleep in bed, I'd like to thank you for joining me for today's session. I hope you've all had a wonderful time, both players and listeners. That's right. And I will catch you all in the next time. Goodbye, friends. I hope you've enjoyed today's session. <laughs>